0: Hey everyone, welcome back to the drop-in. It's Tanya here. And I'm Agatha.
1: And today we're going to be talking all about rest.
0: So let's drop in. Yay! Welcome back. Aggie and I are at my place in the inner west in Sydney, and we just had a rest ourselves, which felt like a really sweet thing to do yeah, it before. It's really cute. Yeah. Before <laughs> talking about all about rest. Um, Aggie texted me. She's like, should we have a little rest before? I was like, absolutely. Cause <laughs> I've had a busy morning. She's had a busy morning. It was like two thirty in the afternoon. Yeah, and It was, was like nice. that, that perfect time where your body starts to be like, Oh, I'm, I could go into zombie mode or I could just refresh. Yeah. It was good. It yeah. was needed.
1: And it felt like you know, if we're going to be talking about rest, let's practice what we preach. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, so, yeah, I did legs up the
0: couch. What mm-hmm. did you do? <laughs> I did shavasana yeah. in bed. Yeah. And Aggie did legs up the couch in my lounge room. Yeah. yeah. And yeah. I'm looking after a cat right now and he chilled out as well, um, which was beautiful. How the animals just respond to the, the frequency you're giving out. Yeah. Yeah, especially because when I
1: got here, the cat was, like, running away, like, ah, new things. And yeah. then it, like, came out and was,
0: like, ooh, rusty vibes. Yeah, it's just, like, goes to show how what we do and the energy we embody impacts, like, all life forms around us. Totally. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I love that. So cool. Like, um, Aggie has a dog and she's always practicing with little Nelson and yeah. same vibes. He totally, like, curls up,
1: especially when I do... Um, like butterfly shape he, mm. in the diamond shape of my legs. He like likes to curl in there. It's oh, yeah, really cute. cute. <laughs> um,
0: so rest. Yeah, so rest. So me and Aggie met on a restorative teacher training, like three-day retreat. Um, and yeah, so we kind of met from this love or desire for rest to be a bigger part of our lives or to be sharing it with people in a bigger way and it's just such a nice thing to think oh we went to a restorative yoga teacher training for a weekend or three days of rest and -hmm. then we got to meet each other and learn it and share it and yeah it's just yeah Yeah.
1: and I guess like it's just interesting to know for me because I don't think I've asked you before about like what was the main pull to start resting and start kind of
0: going there. Wow. I think it was just available to me. Yeah. It was just easily available. I was practicing um, at the Jivamukti yoga studio in Sydney. And I think most Jivamukti yoga studios all over the world have restorative as kind of the, the other half like on their schedules. Yeah. Nice. yeah. And you don't come across it at heaps of studios. You might come across Yin more. And um, so naturally as a practitioner at that space that that style of practice was available. It was like yin and restorative yoga was also available. So I could choose between the two depending on which one like was available when I needed that kind of soft practice. And that's how I got introduced to it. And then when I did my teacher training, there was restorative yoga um, subjects, like a subject on restorative yoga. And yeah, so it started from it being available and me practicing it and Um, In doing that, I started to realize, oh my goodness, this is teaching me how much energy I truly have on a level that I wasn't even aware of before because I just wasn't practicing anything that slowed me down that Mm. much to actually see like my true vitality or resources of energy. And then that's what kept me coming back because... I felt really good in doing that. And then I, it's what kind of trickled into helping me, um, honor my energy more and more and more in a more, um, yeah, honest way with myself. Totally. How about you?
1: Yeah, I think, um, I kind of stumbled upon it, um, probably just from being in that yoga community as well. And it being taught online, um, and at the time, I think I I actually can't remember when it all started, mm. but um, I want to say maybe four years ago, five years ago, which is also when I was probably at the peak of, like, learning to slow down myself, um, having just been diagnosed with, like, thyroid stuff, which was basically my body on overdrive from being an overachiever or a perfectionist um and yeah this practice really kind of just showed me a different way of existing in the world I think um that I can achieve everything I want but it doesn't always have to be at this like frequency I think as you said of high speed it can be like with pauses and breaks and yeah just a little bit more surrender to what is around me um i think something i wrote as well is like you said that it you kept coming back to it because of that feeling but even to this day i still find myself in resistance to rest me me
0: too me too
1: um and it's just so entrenched i think in us as like a western society and just this kind of doing mode um and it was just like the complete opposite of that that it was yeah just so refreshing and like this permission slip of being able to it's not do nothing but just come back
0: yeah to pause to actually just take a beat to notice so yeah. just I think it's such a practice of noticing a hundred percent yeah because it's stripping so much away so you can notice it's like oh okay where am I because we can get I feel like we can almost get caught up in the the motion the wheel the hamster wheel the forward forward round and round and round and everything almost like a vortex starts to get pulled into that and this vortex has like five things pulling in and it's all going in circles and did and we feel like we're at the center of that. And if you don't stop, that just keeps fucking going. (laughs) And it's like, I can often, often I'll feel like I'm in that state, but I'm like, you got to rest Tanya. And I will, and I will switch out of that state and be like, oh shit, this is how tired I am. Or this is how much energy I have. And I can be a bit more like it clues me into that. And then it also takes me to a point of, oh, priorities. Oh, I'm putting energy here, here and here. I'm getting caught up here, here and here, but that's not important to me. Oh, that I'm just getting caught in my head about that or i'm making that thing more serious than it needs to be and just the kind of perspective it gives you on all the things that you're just moving and like in motion with the perspective that it gives on all that when you stop is just amazing everything feels more manageable and you are more um oh like diligent with like yes no yes no attention here attention not there yes to this no to that you know 100
1: percent. i think like as you were talking like kind of got the the phrase it just like wipes the slate clean yeah and it's almost like I kind of get this picture of like when you've just ridden on a blackboard which is old school I know mm-hmm. um but it like, was blackboards when I was yeah <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what is available yeah. now no, no, no. I don't think <laughs> they electric do. boards probably um yeah uh, and just kind of like wiping it clean and it's just that sensation of like the noise in the head doesn't have to be so loud and yeah. yeah, you can prioritize the the stories that are there and kind of silence or mute or pause, the ones that are kind of on that loop, as yeah. you said. Um, yeah. It's just, and sometimes I, I would say, I will say some rests are better than others. There's and a scale. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> Yeah. Some days I'm like, I think like you said you notice how tired you've arrived Mm. and I find those days really hard for myself to settle in because I haven't allowed myself that pause in the moment of yeah I just haven't allowed myself to stop in the moment that I needed to
0: yeah and so then it gets delayed and the way i feel i think this might be a projector thing too yeah projectors (laughs) in human design but it's like it gets to a point where it's agonizing to rest do you get that yeah it feels like like, like, so agonizing to like be still and like start to tend to all the frazzled gunk gunk that's like like, yeah yeah
1: Yeah, and you're just definitely. like,
0: fuck, this is going to take so much more loving, tender care on my part to myself to get myself back into a state of kind of regulation. Um, and if I had done it two hours ago or whatever was required, yeah. I could be feeling a lot better and it could be yeah. feeling a lot easier to bounce back into a state of equanimity. You and know?
1: I kind of like bring that up as well, because especially if like you have no idea what we're talking about in terms of restorative yoga and you might say okay I'm gonna try it out um you might have that sensation to begin with of like shit this is really scary to lie here for 15 to 20 minutes and you know sit with my thoughts or be with my body or whatever comes up for you and yeah some days are gonna be like that and then other days you fall into this like sweet spot that such is. a liminal
0: <laughs> place it's it's the bliss state yeah it it's, is it's that samadhi state that bliss state of conscious like it's you're aware and you're awake but you're below the surface yeah but you're also luminescent at yeah. the same time so and you're dissolving there is this kind of
1: i guess precursor i would say of like definitely try it but don't give up if it's not a hundred percent how you thought it would be (laughs) yeah that's
0: it and also like you might find that you are so exhausted that you just fall asleep the moment that you are giving yourself permission to lay down for 20 minutes you might find two minutes in you fall asleep because you are that exhausted that your body instead of starting to shift into physiological relaxation and down regulation of nervous nervous system it just shifts straight into sleep because it's like give it to me right now I just need to shut down yeah
1: yeah Yeah, that's definitely not my experience Mm
0: -hmm. yeah (laughs) but um and yeah I can
1: I can see how others would go there straight away yeah Yeah. and I see this from teaching even yin yoga five minutes in a post people fall asleep even shavasana yeah like shavasana at the end of a class yeah just like yeah it's interesting just how I guess, tired we all are and how much we're really pushing through when this could actually be our little superpower in our back pocket of, Mm. yeah, slow down in order to continue thriving, continue being
0: your best, brightest self. It's, it really is a biological need. Yes. But also this tool for, yeah, for deep presence in your life, feeling awake, in your life and feeling that you can connect with yourself and others in the world in this yeah this alert and vivid state because like we all know that three o'clock shadow that starts to hit the brain or a five o'clock whenever sometimes it's midday and then you just eyes glaze over the back of the head starts to hurt you start to shift into kind of this like non-human zombie half asleep mode and literally when you're in that state i find for me most days if at that state i take a 20 minute rest i come out feeling so refreshed so revitalized clear the fog has lifted the brain fog has lifted and i'm like oh clarity is back
1: definitely i definitely feel that way um it's just this kind of reset button essentially it's reset. Yeah. yeah and yeah I think there's just a capacity to take more things in because you have kind of emptied the tank yeah from all the gunk as I said before and you can then begin to yeah re-engage with the world
0: yeah <laughs> I really I always think of a rest practice as a place of deep, like of emptying, of clearing, of cleaning the slate. Like it really is this just shh, let everything drop out. And also, oh, I was going to say something, um, it's left left the building. (laughs) um, We clean the slate too much. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. No, surrender. You said something about surrender before, and I really do think of it as a a state of surrender. I think restorative yoga feels very different to a meditation practice. And if you do both, if you practice shavasana and you practice meditation and you do them both for 10, 15, 20 minutes, they are very different qualities yeah i would agree they have very different qualities and i think the thing about restorative yoga that it's kind of stand out quality is surrender because you're doing nothing yeah except for resting and i find it also it's just
1: so almost a feminine quality to it Mm. of just you know, grabbing your props, setting yourself up, like really mothering yourself yeah, in creating, a way. A nest? You yeah,
0: literally create a nest for yourself, like a rest yeah. nest.
1: Yeah. And so there is this quality that sometimes I've, I have found for myself that I bring a lot of masculine energy a lot of the time to things. And this practice has really softened me and really allowed me to see that other side of myself, Mm -hmm. which is so much more tender and caring and mothering and nurturing. Yeah. It just starts with that simple act of like rolling a a blanket up or putting that pillow behind my head or covering the eyes. And it's just this little moment of like tucking myself in, you know, (laughs) um, and I think that is like a true gift that it has given me. It's really softened me um, and it's allowed me to not be so scared of that feminine quality within me.
0: I have to agree with that because soft softness and softening and a soft state is, yeah, it's such a key quality of it. And I think as well, when I started practicing rest, I think about who I was before and I was definitely the the world we live in is, has a lot of masculine energy. And so if we're not doing something to counteract that, we dwell in that a lot more than we dwell in the feminine and we're just out of balance then. And so putting something in as radical as like nothing for 20 minutes or 30 minutes a day really helps kind of balance out this like scales again, almost. I don't, I know we spoke about balance recently, but yeah, it just kind of brings everything that maybe is feeling off kilter back in and I real I had that same experience too, of just starting to be able to honor my energy because of that surrender and softening. Mm. That wasn't possible when I was in the living in the masculine structures that the world operates in and encourages us to all be a part of, which yeah. is great, but we need both. We need yin and yang, masculine and feminine, the sun and the moon, the heart and the ta of Hatha yoga, you know? Yeah. And, um, I think it's just,
1: again permission to be the feminine in the masculine yeah it's like we can be that little white dot Mm. in that yin yang symbol like you know we don't always have to be because there is that little piece even in the masculine that can soften and i think there is also that little bit of masculine within Mm. the feminine and so for me it feels like this marrying Mm. of the two sides yeah. that can meet and you can kind of almost assess where
0: you've maybe given too much of one or the other. Yeah. You feel so much more harmonious in your whole life, your whole kind of state of being. And also the thing I find about it that is a little bit that it, it asks of you when you start practicing rest regularly, it asks of you to change your life yeah. because you can't see what it's showing you and then ignore it because I mean, that's just, you see that, oh shit, this is how tired I am. Or this is how much my nervous system, how stressed or anxious or um, wired or aroused my nervous system is. And once you see that and you see how it changes you and benefits you and impacts you from that, that practice every day, You can't think, well, of course, like you almost become wiser from the body's wisdom of it showing you this is how I feel when I do X. This is how I feel when I don't do this. And you're like, well, I have to do that in order to create whole body health and wellness.
1: Yeah, that's so magic. Um, As you were speaking, I was thinking of something, but it slipped away. Was it about how it makes you change your life? Yeah. Yeah. yeah, um, I think it's the it's there but it's not it's not coming back to me Mm. it's like on the tip of my tongue um it'll come to me yeah um
0: I think as well while you think of that it's it's affected how I engage with my relationships with my friends the, the way my schedule looks the the way I take care of myself every day the way I go on holidays the way I um yeah move my body and exercise my body and rest my body and yeah just noticing I think it as well it just shows you how how disconnected from my energy I actually was before I started doing that as well and just being like oh wow it's like a a veil has been lifted yeah of awareness
1: yeah it really is that veil um as you were speaking the thought came back to me so um I was just thinking like this idea of, you know, it changes your life. I completely agree. Like you can't look away Mm. because it shows you what your true desires are. Mm. It shows you who you truly are without all the bullshit, without all the noise, without all the chaos that, you know, the world expects of us to take on. And it's just the sweetest place to come back to. It's like, Mm you know, denying yourself the sweetness of honey in your tea Yeah. Um, once you've experienced it, you know, it's the, it's this moment of just, oh, okay, I know that place exists within me. And so why would I stop coming back?
0: Yeah. And it really, I think if we feel, if we, feel um pulled away from our power or feel like we're being overly influenced by other people's opinions or ideas or thoughts or beliefs or judgments like it brings us back to that that true place within which is the highest vibration which is love yeah that place of love within and um oh there was something i was gonna say it's oh it's gone this just keeps happening maybe we (laughs) shouldn't rest before (laughs) (laughs) we
1: note to self Um, it
0: takes us back to that place of love and you go i'm not sure what yeah where we're going um i
1: feel like what i was saying was also just around like it allows you to choose yourself um something that maybe i didn't do for a really long time was you know, put myself first without it being like egotistical or anything like that. It's Mm -hmm. just like designing my life in a way that makes me happy. And that is truly, for me, the mission that I've been on of like, okay, this is the life that I want to live now. And I think I've heard a lot of whispers of what that is within this rest practice Mm. it's not so much a loud calling but it's just this little sway that kind of comes over you Mm. in the rest practice and I personally have found like some of my sweetest ideas come out of rest practice um they just drop in literally um sometimes it's the name or sometimes it's um a feeling or a sensation of like oh yeah i really want to create that um and
0: it's a place to listen yeah to what we haven't been listening to so much listening yeah that's really beautiful and it is it does we don't go into it to feed our creativity you know that's not the point no the point (laughs) is to support your body and its human needs You know and all the magic that comes with that as a result but there is create create creativity is birthed from stillness from boredom from the nothing from the emptiness and like even if you think of um like when you leave kids alone by themselves give them nothing to do they'll create a game they'll use their imaginations and play and they need almost the boredom the nothingness in order to shoot like tap into their inner creativity and imagination to create and so we we need that too we need the pause we need the stillness in order the boredom the nothingness to reconnect to creativity I feel yeah yeah
1: I think it's that cleaning the slate again it's like you can just really listen to the desire of yeah I I don't know I personally connect it to like guides as well and Mm. spirits and ancestors really sometimes I almost imagine like my ancestors surrounding me as I like lie into rest and I just feel like I say to them okay do your best like Mm. when I'm feeling like I really need that extra support and just like okay come in do what you need to do to me like to like bolster me to make sure that the rest of this week or moment that i'm moving through is like i'm capable of physically moving through it and um i find that it is just a practice for me of ritual and dedicated connection to maybe the other side one would say beautiful it's so
0: healing and it's You get to, yeah, guide it the way you want that. How do you need that healing? How do you need support? What is, how do you feel you need support? And then calling on that. And I think it teaches us so beautifully to seek out support, to ask for support and to take support. And Mm. so in that case, you're asking for support from all your beautiful guides and ancestors. Sometimes you might be asking for support from the earth to take away what feels heavy and that you can't hold, you know, et cetera, et cetera. Sometimes you're asking for support of yourself or when we rest and we listen, we realize we need to ask for help outside of ourselves because we can't do it all, you know, and that's okay. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Yeah, it's um, it's just probably it has changed my life yeah. like i'm not going to say it probably has changed
0: my life it has it really does it's um, yeah, yeah. I, that thought came back yeah please we were talking about this how rest is the feminine and i really do see as meditation as the more masculine kind of internal still state than restorative yoga is the feminine and it gives us this place when we do connect to that internal state of high vibration of love We are also, this is the place of, as Aggie said, desire, but also intuition. You know, you can call it desire. You can call it intuition. You can call it knowing, but they're, they're all the same thing. There's all, but then also each word has a slightly different nuance to it, a different power, I think. And it is that place to be receptive to, to like the guidance from within and above and to listen to your intuition and let that hear it hear its whispers hear its transmission commune with it feel it and maybe allow it to help direct you on the next step of your path or i think almost the next thing once we hear it is having the courage to follow it to follow our intuition but that's all about that's intuition intuitive living or living from desire um but yeah i just wanted to share that and when we are in that place of deep receptivity like this is the medicine that feeds the whole world it's not selfish to take care of you before you take care of others. And you're kind of touching on this, how it made you really tend to yourself on such a, um, like put yourself first. And I think the quicker we learn that in life, the better life is right. Because like when we are taking care of us and when we are doing what, um, our following our desires and our truth and our intuition and our knowing, I mean, that those are messages from God you yeah, know they are I messages agree. from the divine that is the divine coming through you and out and of course whatever comes out is going to serve everyone around you like
1: yeah yeah for sure and I think um as you were speaking it also kind of makes me think of like when you fill your cup you can then fill others cup you know it's the whole putting on your your mask first vibe <laughs> On the airplane. Yeah. Yeah. Um, because otherwise we just kind of are frazzling around and I'm not saying I'm perfect and don't still frazzle around because I definitely do. I love to,
0: I love to be a bit
1: frenetic. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Rushing. Yeah. It's like my default yeah. and like, it's almost this new gear that I've put into, into my toolkit. Yeah um
0: reprogramming
1: yeah and I mean I've been at it now for four to five years and it's still something that I resist and so it is a practice because you have to keep coming back to it um something else that I was thinking of when you were speaking around how it brings in this quality of desire or intuition or these different aspects it kind of reminded me of One of the practices that I also do, which is called timeline jumping, and within that we go into this space called the void, and I often describe it as where everything and nothing exists, Mm. and I kind of feel like there's this intersection of where we are going when we rest is essentially that void space of where everything and nothing exists.
0: That's beautiful.
1: Because... This is where intuition lives. This is where desire lives. This is where all and nothing exists. Um, So I thought I'd just like share that because it really kind of clicked for me as we were, as you were
0: speaking. (laughs) So beautiful. And yeah, I think it is really important to state that resistance, as you were saying, does come up and it can feel hard. But I mean, you have a choice to make. You have a choice to make every single day how you want to show up in your life, what you want to create in your life, how you want to feel in your day. And you no one else can decide for you. No one else is going to give you the permission slip, the golden ticket to taking rest every single day in your life and to making it easy for you. You have to set the example. You need to claim what you want. You have to choose to show up to it. And the world will rearrange itself around you as you make that choice for what feels true to you. And in that process, those that don't accept it, they're probably not going to meant to be in your life anyway. Or maybe some people will take them a beat to adjust, and then they'll readjust and embrace you lovingly because they're they're supposed to be around. But it might take people a beat yeah. because they're used to you operating on one frequency or level and w- with certain amount of energy that you're giving out. And then if you start to shift that, it takes people a moment to to like. I, I don't know, adapt to that new way of being, but they, they do so if they love you because they know it's for their, your highest good and theirs as well.
1: Yeah, yeah for sure. I think the, the shift within you is so visible that people mm. can't deny it either. Yeah. Um, and I would also say that this practice has taught me to trust deeply. And I think that's also what you're kind of expressing there mm. that, you know, you can trust that the people who you want to be in your life will continue to be in your life if you say hey you know I need to take 20 minutes in the next hour to do my practice um it is 20 minutes of 24 hours let's just put that in perspective because it isn't actually a huge amount of time but it will change your life and like I feel like that's just like a I don't know.
0: <laughs> I think it is good to put it in perspective. Like if you don't have 20 minutes in your day and I don't care who you are, like mate, we've all like, there are some people that are very busy out there. You're a new mom, you're a fucking politician. You're a lawyer. You're I don't, whatever else, a, like surgeon. Yeah. These are people that have busy, busy jobs, you know, from motherhood to high, Absolutely. high jobs. If you don't have 20 minutes in your day to take for you to pause, I'd be like really sitting with that. Like, is that true? Or are you just creating excuses? Or are you just putting up barriers? Or are you just creating obstacles yourself for that? Or are you just resisting, you know? Where there is a will, there is a way, is what I would say.
1: Like, I think that is what it comes down to. Try it five times, you know, and then see if that will comes into play mm. <laughs> because it will because yeah. it will, <laughs>
0: <'Cause> it will.
1: <gasps> like that's just how i've like that's yeah. just how passionate i feel about this practice is that it kind of just like yeah you can't look away as you, you said before
0: and also modern life is stressful everyone is managing and dealing with stress and needing to find ways to cope with stress and rest is seriously the number one thing that you can do to managing stress shavasana is a stress management tool yeah like hands down and
1: just you know to add a little bit of perspective as well we only did 15 minutes beforehand sometimes i do seven minutes sometimes i do 10 minutes some You know, and I just take the time that I have. It doesn't always have to be 20 minutes. Like that is my ideal, if sometimes even longer. But sometimes I know I have seven minutes and I lie down and then that's it.
0: Yeah, sometimes I have, I I will, I maybe I've had 30 minutes, but then I procrastinated around for 15 of those. And then I need to set myself up. And then I know I need a few minutes to kind of come out before I rush to the bus because I'm always running to the bus. And I might end up only with three minutes because I procrastinated the other 17 minutes, but I'll still take the three minutes because I know that that just lay down, cover my eyes, do nothing, exhale, pause feeds me for the rest of the evening. Yeah. And then I might take five. I might've had five minutes in the morning, you know, or sometimes. Yeah. yeah. And like, you just kind of put it where it fits. You make it work with your own life. You don't make it, you want to be devoted to it, but not like rigid Absolutely. with it. Yeah, absolutely. But I do think that there is a, the devotion, devotion and discipline, I think are the same thing, but I think when we start, we need to think of it more as being disciplined until it becomes a habit or a routine or something we're familiar with. And then we are devoted to it.
1: Absolutely. Um, yeah, it's such a fine line of like having that discipline slash devotion but it definitely turns into devotion very quickly at least it did for me
0: and i think it's the same thing because even when you choose to be disciplined like to show up to something every day um from a place of discipline it's because you want a certain outcome or you want to feel a certain way or you want to find something that's devotion devotion to you wanting to feel x devotion to you wanting this outcome you know and you're devoted to meeting that end result or goal and so you show up to it so it kind of is interchangeable
1: for sure um something i thought i would be interesting to touch on just quickly is i think judith hansen lassiter who's one of our main teachers in this beautiful practice she always says you know warm dark and quiet are her three essentials for restorative practice um so you know covering the body Um, with a blanket dark covering the eyes and quiet, just creating this, like as quiet as can be space, you know, there might still be traffic or birds or whatever. Um, but those are kind of the three pillars that I always
0: go by. Um, there's there's two more as well that I have is still and comfortable. mm. And so being in a position of stillness, like committing to being still and being comfortable, so that the body is feeling held and supported. And so that halfway through your lower back doesn't start to annoy you or your neck doesn't start to annoy you. And the stillness is that devotion to I'm going to give this a, a good good old go and yeah. I'm going to be here. Maybe halfway through I move the arm position, but like I'm committing to stillness. Yeah. Um,
1: I'd also say that Insight Timer is a really great tool that I turn to a lot. It's just an app. That rings its bell when you set the timer. Another great tool is Tanya. (laughs) (laughs) That's me. (laughs) Um, Yeah, she has a bunch of beautiful practices on her website, which would support you if you wanted to kind of get started on all of this
0: rest goodness. Um, Yeah, I don't know. Thanks for that. Uh, And, yeah, the timer, um, Aggie said, is Insight Timer. It's free on the App Store um there's lots of free guided meditations, Yoga Nidras, um, etc. Cetera, etc. Cetera there. And yeah, you can just set the timer for how long you want with a nice bell. Yeah, it's instead like a, of a nice, phone alarm. <laughs>
1: it's a nice bell which kind of slowly
0: brings you back. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So I mean, we could talk about this for three hours and keep going, (laughs) but I think let's just leave it there and give it a go. Yeah. Try some of the practices on my Instagram or on my website. Um, go on insight timer and, you know, try starting with five minutes a day and build up to 20 minutes. Um, remembering those foundational points of still quiet, dark, warm, and comfortable. And, Two more things I want to say is just phone on airplane mode. If you're resting, close the door. If you live with people, tell them what you're doing and ask them not to disturb you and to respect that and give you that time. Yeah, Yeah. totally. These are kind of the pillars. Once you got that down, everything else is just practice. Yeah. And um, tell the people
1: around you that care about you, um, whether it's husband, partner, housemates, parents whatever um this is what I'm doing I'll be back in 20 minutes yeah and that's it that they will respect you they will love you more
0: I'm telling you (laughs) and you will love you more for doing that for yourself yeah I think it's about building that that love for self that deep deservingness and worth for self and then when you claim that when you feel that when you own that others will yeah just um mirror it back um i'm also gonna give
1: myself a little shout out what have you got (laughs) um i've just got um if you go on my website agatha carmen there's the day retreat which is just like for free and at home day retreat so there are a couple of rest practices Mm. within that and i think there's also some meditations and just some other juicy things that you might want to try um it's called space for stillness yeah yeah um, so you can just scroll to the bottom of the website, pop your email in there, and you'll get all of that
0: sent to you. Yeah, that's really nice. I've done that. Um, Aggie created it during ISO days. Yeah. It was a beautiful balm. Um, do you have anything coming up that you want to tell the people? Yeah. Um, I am going
1: to be launching really soon a tarot community called The Forecast. Um, So I'm really excited about that. I've been working on it for a few months now Um, and the wait list is open. So that is also on my website, agathacarmen.com or on my Instagram. It's on there, um, which is agathacarman. And yeah, I'm just really excited for that. I think doors will open later in. November, so maybe by the time you hear this it will be open. Um so yeah, just jump on, see what is going on. How
0: about you, tan? That sounds really cool. Um, I have just launched a restorative yoga retreat, which is happening so good in February 2023, End of Feb late summer deep rest retreat. Um, it's gonna be 90 minutes outside of Sydney on the Hawkesbury River on Acres and acres of land on Derek country. Um, it's literally, it's called the hush life. So if you think about and feel into what that, like those words and that kind of title means and embodies and encompasses, that's what we're going to be doing. We're going to be living the hush life for three days, uh, four days. Four days. Um, so, if you want to know about that, head to my website or Instagram. And when this comes out, everything will be live, so you can just book your spot. Um, Yay! It's I'm... limited. Yeah, it's limited to twelve spots, um, and it's a four-day retreat. Yeah, sounds so good. I'm really hoping I can make it. <laughs> yeah, I am very like, groundedly excited about this. Like, I feel it in my bones. Yeah, Yeah. I can feel it for you, too. So, yeah, that's what I've got going on. And then my website has lots of little rest classes and resources, too.
1: Yeah, amazing. Oh, I love this for all of us. Um, It's been a
0: pleasure talking about rest, my love. I have loved it. Yeah. (laughs) Thank you, everyone, for tuning in. We'll catch you in two weeks and we'll see you next time. Bye-bye. See you then. Let's go.